Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Well, I would say you hit you hit on a great point. See, the challenge with, and we're not against curriculum for disciple. Well, maybe we are against. <laughs> we're not against curriculum, Chris, but we would say if you're tied to a curriculum based discipleship program, then you fall into the trap. And if you're listening, you know who you are. And no offense to you, because I've tried this myself early on. The the challenge with a curriculum fill in the blank program is that you will think that's the only way to make disciples. And you will start telling people you have to go through lesson one. You have to go through lesson two. We're on book three. Well, that's good, but that's only for the head. You're only in, you're only impacting the head. And then what happens is here's the challenge: what you introduce to people in the area of discipleship is what they think they have to reproduce on the back end. And so people become militantly attached to the curriculum. Now, you and I both know if we're going to be attached to something, right. if we're going to hook our wagon up to something, it's to the Bible. That would be the best choice. Well, I and let's be I mean, if I'm picking <laughs> if I'm picking from all the things to hitch my wagon to. Right. God's right. word is going to be number one. Well, exa- well, here's and here's why. Because the word of God, as we know, is the only thing God promised that will change our life. That's where transformation comes. Do not be conformed to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does that happen? Through the word of God. So if the word of God becomes the textbook We don't want to spend our time, not all of our time, reading books about the Bible, books that talk about the Bible, books that proof text the Bible. I said this last Sunday when I was preaching, and a pastor said this years ago, one of the greatest challenges you will ever face, Robbie, as a pastor, here's what he told me, one of the greatest challenges you'll ever face as a pastor is to actually get your people to read the Bible for themselves. Right. That, we, is, that is the challenge. Right listen, here. we can proof text the Bible. We uh, talk about the Bible. We put vinyl stickers of Bible verses on our walls in our houses, right? <laughs> well, we, we sign the rafters when we have a house built. We we did it too. We, we put signed. Scripture all, we did it. We did it. You yeah. Did it. <laughs> we, we signed all the Which po- is all good. The, We're not saying don't do those things. Yeah. Did, did you do that, Dylan, when you. Dylan did too. See, <laughs> well, we all did. Well, if you you got to do that if you're a Christian. One critical distinction before you continue, because I want to make sure people understand what we're talking about. Um, curriculum is effective. You know, I worked at a place called Lifeway Christian Resources for years, and they, and they specialize in a lot of ways in on curriculum. Um, but the context of using that curriculum is different. So when we talk about uh, not using a 101 or not using a lesson that has fill-ins, we're not saying that you can't use that in some formats. Yes. We're saying that in the discipleship group environment, it's less effective. It is, it's very effective and can be very effective in a small group or Sunday school environment. And so uh, just to be clear to those listening, we, we are not in any way saying throw out all your curriculum in, in all the different formats. We're saying as you look at the different areas of discipleship, one is you are discipled in a Sunday school small group to some extent, and that is more where more teaching takes place maybe um, in, in some ways. But in the discipleship group, we're saying focus on the word and teach the people to take it and apply it themselves. Well, so just a caveat. Well, yeah. no, that's a great point. We're not against curriculum. We're saying curriculum only right. is not the way you make a biblical disciple. Because let's be honest, if there was, in a sense, curriculum on stone tablets with rocks back in the first century, the Pharisees <laughs> would have filled in all the blanks. 
that those would have been some uh, expensive and heavy. Oh uh, man, can you imagine bringing that curriculum set to the D group? <laughs> What's that wheelbarrow, uh, Yokanon? Uh, that's my that's my curriculum. <laughs> Nice name choice, by the way. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a Jewish name, John. But anyway, so the the, po- the point I'm trying to make is this. You can't be tied down to curriculum only because right. then you'll be forced into thinking that's the only way you can make a disciple. We want people to be attached to the Bible. We want to get people reading the Bible, engaging the Bible, learning the Bible, living the Bible. Okay, so with that being said, and, and, and again, we have books. I mean, we've written resources through, through, through Replicate. We, we have the Growing Up series. We have the foundational books people buy. But what we're saying is this. At the end of the day, the only thing that's going to last for eternity, and we know this, there's only three things that, and we may have said this before, but we'll say it again. Three things that last for eternity, God, his word, and the souls of men and women. And if we're an investing group of people, which we are, we want to invest in the right things for eternity, it makes sense to invest not only through discipling people, but in the word of God. So that's why we... Well, and I think I think one key element here is, and you talked about earlier, when we go to study uh, anything about the Bible, about Jesus, about our faith... It seems like our goal is to find out something that others around us don't know. Mm. What is this new insight that I can get and just blow the minds of the people in my group? And uh, I don't think we necessarily do it to show off. We just want to want to make it seem like, hey, here's here's something new. And, and who doesn't want to learn something new and some great, awesome insight? I love it. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, and you pointed this out before, is we're not being obedient to the little we know. Mm. we're more interested in finding out new insights and, and not focusing in on the obedience. So what I love about foundations, and now we can walk through how it works, uh, just an understanding of why uh, you guys developed this when you first uh, talked through it, you and Candy and, and some of the team members uh, giving insight, uh, knowing that it's not about finding out new truths that other people have discovered. But here's the beauty. When you discover existing truth that you apply and then also you're going to find out some new insights but tell us how the process works in terms of foundations well just say one thing for a moment but th- that's a good point it's not the things in the bible chris that i don't know that i have a hard time with it's those things in the bible that we know openly and <laughs> right. o- o- overtly right don't steal don't lie don't look don't lust right. if we can obey those things and walk in holiness we begin to live the Christian life and, and please the Lord. I, I tell I tell the people in the past, I'd love to write a book uh, called this, because everybody wants to know the secret. What is the secret to the Christian life? Man, tell me that one nugget. And my response is, there are no secrets. And and the book title I wanted to write is, the secrets to the Christian life are the, are the obvious things. Yeah. Right? Read the word, study the word, walk with God, obey the word, spend time in prayer. Right. Listen. You're right. So anyway. And okay. people don't want to buy that book, though, because, oh, that's too obvious. Give no. me some <laughs> other secret, some ingenuity that The I, hidden yeah. secret the that hidden. no one knows. I want to <laughs> buy that. That's exactly right. Okay. Here's how we created and why we created the Foundations Bible Reading Plan. Uh, after discipling guys personally for 12 years, uh, 13 years now, I, I realized, and I realized this about five, six years ago when we created the plan, that most men, and you know this too, don't read the Bible in a year. Even in discipling relationships, it's hard to get men particularly to read through the Bible completely in a year. Here's the challenge. 
five to six chapters a day, seven days a week, no weekends off. If you, uh, and, and you start great in January, right? Right. With Genesis, you cruise through February with Exodus. And when you're about to crest March with Leviticus, the wheels come off. Right. right. And, that, and that's really what happens. Tough. Yeah. And you feel like you're in the wilderness. Anybody been there <laughs> before? Right there with them. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Lord, how much longer for me? Leviticus 15 check Leviticus 16 right. check. And so what I found is this, you stop reading and hearing from God and you move to box checking. Right. And you're just trying to get through the plant. Why wouldn't you? You have four to five chapters a mm-hmm. day and you're busy mm-hmm. and you're trying to squeeze it in. And so by the time you hit the summer and you're on vacation, if you're like me, full disclosure, you get busy. And so poor Ezekiel gets thrown out. <laughs> Nobody ever reads Ezekiel. 32 chapters. He's gone. There's no way you can catch up. So what I told Candy is this. Let's go ahead and develop a plan where you don't read four to five, six chapters a day. You read one to two chapters a day. Five days a week, not seven, off on the weekends. Now, why are the off weekends important? Because you need it to catch up. If you're like me, if you're like uh, we get sometimes, it's busy in life. Basketball practice, baseball practice, jujitsu, dance practice, uh, TV work, shows, TV shows, video <laughs> gaming, maybe, yeah, PUBG. I mean, whatever <laughs> you know, Fortnite, whatever it is, and then and then on top of that, family time and travel to work. It's just hard. So here's what we decided. Let's create a plan where we could pick up the remainder of the people in the world, the 80% who don't read the Bible at all. Sure. They don't, they don't read through the Bible. And let's create a plan that they can have success with. We started this five years ago, maybe six years ago. We piloted the plan. Here's how the plan works. Candy and I, on a, on a trip to New Orleans and back, actually Baton Rouge, her family is in Baton Rouge, we drove from Chattanooga to Baton Rouge, there and back, in that 16-hour drive, there and back, we put the, the bones of what would become the Foundation's F-260 plan together. Oh, wow. we, it was like a lottery, Chris. We, we basically said, you know, Genesis 27, that probably needs to be in there. Job 5, 6, 7, probably not. Job 38, for sure. 39, for sure. Were there any sure. arguments back, we got to have... Uh, you know, whatever, whatever was, was not chosen. Uh, I don't know if there were any arguments, uh, but there were some strong ideas opinions about certain, yeah. expressed. There were strong <laughs> opinions expressed. So, but the goal was not that any of it is not needing to be in there, but what is foundational as a disciple and achievable and attainable. Yeah, that's the key. I mean, all the people say, how do you choose between the Bible? It's all God's word. I get that. But what we wanted to do is create a picture of the whole meta narrative of scripture. What that means is this. We wanted to walk people through the redemptive plan of Christ from the Old Testament to the new, how God set up a people in the Old Testament after Adam fell. He made a covenant with Abraham. He walked through that covenant with uh, Moses. He led Moses to the, the people through the promised land. Joshua takes over. We have a king with David. David passes it on to Solomon. We have the building of the tabernacle, the temple. And so we, we move through that whole process. The prophets tell about the, for, the coming of Jesus. The New Testament tells about his arrival. And then the, the epistles tell about now how should we so we wanted to give a picture of that one to two chapters a day, five days a week. And then we did the heavy lifting for people because we believed that that scripture memory is essential in the discipleship process. So we went ahead and put together all of the Bible passages to memorize that coincide with the reading. And this is this is beautiful for those who are going through discipleship. Why? Because you don't have to think, what do I memorize? So we th- we say, OK, when you're reading Genesis 12 and 15, 
Abraham hears from God. He walks out by faith. You're memorizing Hebrews eleven six. By faith, it's impossible to please. Without by faith, without faith, <laughs> it's impossible. You need faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Here's what makes the plan I think a little different than other plans. The plan is actually chronological. Okay. So when Genesis you read to Revelation. From Genesis to Revelation, but you don't read straight through Genesis to Revelation. When you hit Genesis 11, you springboard to Job. Okay. And then, for example, when you're reading through, uh, let's say, Samuel, 1st, 2nd Samuel, particularly in the life of David, when he sins with Bathsheba, you move to Psalm 51. Hmm. When God calls David as a shepherd, you move to Psalm 23. That's right. When David is uh, glorifying God as king of all the world, you move to Psalm 22. You see, and, and so you see it as it oh, unfolds, right. not just as it you know is put together. So we piloted that about six years ago. I did it with my first D group. They read through it for the first time, Chris, and guys were telling me, I'm telling you with tears in their eyes at the end of the group, this has changed my life. I've read about the Bible. I've read parts of the Bible. I've never read through the Bible, and this has truly changed my life. Well, and and having used it now for uh, going on, moving in my third year, year. um, one of the things that I, I love about it is exactly what you said. You'll be reading something, and then the very next day, it'll take that 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 connective dive in to uh, like passages. And, and as, as I've discipled high school guys, I've seen that that makes that critical connection. They begin to see how the Bible's not a bunch of separate books. It's it's focused in on, and, and that's why that meta narrative is so important yeah. on the story and the thread of Christ. And and I think that that's been powerful for my group. But one disclaimer, because we always get this question, anytime we train, any anytime we talk about foundations, um, what if I want to read the whole Bible through? <laughs> All and, the time. Uh, and this is the great, the greatest answer. You give this answer that go ahead and do it. Yeah, you know? we're not <laughs> you stopping. Can you. Always read more. Yeah, no one is stopping you from reading more. Yeah. We're simply saying here is here is an applicable amount that you can actually achieve. And for those who aren't going to be able to accomplish reading the whole thing through, which is an awesome goal, please do it. Um, if, if you can't, or if you feel like, man, I need something that's going to to guide me through, and, and it leans into, and I want you to walk us through the here method, and we don't have too much time left, but in a quick way that helps us understand, it leads to action. It leads to application. Yeah. Well, I would say, I, let's save the here method for next week, okay, because good, I think okay. that's a whole, I that's, think we need to really dive point. into that's that. That's a good point. But let me just say this about that. What we're telling people to do is, when you read through the Bible, and, and you start to get a, a palate for the Word of God, and you start to get a hunger for the Word of God, naturally you want to read more. So what happens with some of the groups is next year they'll read through the whole Bible, chronologically or you know Old and New Testament Psalms. But what we're trying to do is, and get this, if you're listening as a leader, listening as a pastor, uh, disciple maker, we're trying to go after the 80 to 85% of the Christians out there who don't read the Bible. Any. I'd say probably more, maybe 90% of Christians who have never read through the entire Bible front to back in a year. And so we're trying to get them into a system whereby they will have success. And, and if we can do that, and, I, and if some people say, well, I don't need a Bible read plan. I just read whatever I want. I, I open the Bible and I read what I want. Well, I used to do that too. I call it the Oprah method. Not Oprah Winfrey, yeah. but the Oprah method, right? Follow it. O, open. Yeah. So, some of you do this. I open the Bible. P, I point. R, I read. <laughs> a, I apply, right? You've ever done this before? Uh, and it's yes. like, I'm going to see what God, it's almost like a fortune telling, right? You open the Bible, you see, what does God have for me today? Well, you know what's funny is I actually had a, a staff 
uh, one of our staff members at a previous church, he was talking about God calling him to that church. And he said, as I prayed it through, I just opened my Bible and I pointed. And in that verse, it had the same name there as the Christian oh, school. Where I was attending. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, the problem with that is story. I don't know. The problem with that is let's hope you don't open to the New Testament and the Bible verse says, and Judas went out and hung himself. I mean, how do you apply that? You know, all right, Lord, I'm hanging up the ministry. You know what I mean? What do you do in that one? So what I'll say is this. We're not trying to get people to read the Bible like a horoscope. Right. We're not trying to get people to read the Bible like <laughs> like true. a fortune uh, that they get told by a palm reader. Roll the magic eight ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's the word for today? We're, we're trying to get people to have a regular diet of daily reading where you begin to hear the Lord. You know, the Bible says, my sheep, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, right? And what, what happens is the reason many of you don't hear the voice of God is because you don't spend time listening to the dialect of a Galilean rabbi. You haven't spent time trying to hear that accent of the Lord. And so you have all these voices in the world that you're listening to daily and you haven't bent your ear to that, to that accent. That's very distinctive, the voice of God. And so what happens is when you're in the word of God, you begin to obey the commands of God and you live in a way that's pleasing to God and you experience this abundant Christian life that Jesus promised. That's why we want you in the word. Well, and, and I love it. We've, we have foundations for kids. So whole families can be together on the same plan. We have foundations for the individual, but it's also using our discipleship group model where we would say you need to be reading in the same places each week, journaling through those places, sharing that in the discipleship group. But before we wrap up, I want to uh, clarify that you can get foundations on our website, replicate.org. You can get it through the YouVersion app. Um, There's the reading plan is there and you can get it through our replicate app. So there are many ways to get it. You can download the free uh, just kind of checkbox version on the website. So you don't have to buy the foundations plan. However, we have had a lot of people who have wanted to take notes in a one concise uh, book. So we did put a book together, work with Lifeway on that. And there's one for teenagers, for uh, kids and for adults if you want to purchase a copy. But what I'm excited about, too, uh, having used this is, is another option that will be coming out this year, actually. Uh, we haven't told anyone about this. Right. So if you know, you're, you guys you're hearing keep a about secret? it first. Can you guys keep a secret? Hopefully anyone listening can keep a secret. <laughs> we, we have, uh, we've just signed uh, yeah. contracts for a new uh, foundations. So yes. it's a little different. So this is not going to replace foundations, no. but it's going to give you options. So as you're leading groups year after year, you might think this group would work better through what? Reading the New Testament. See, see, here's the plan we're coming out with. Somebody at a conference years ago and an offhand comment said, hey, do you know there are 260 chapters in the New Testament? People say, why is it called the F260? Because you're reading for 260 days. Uh, 365 minus the weekends, 260 days, obviously. But it just so happens that there are 260 chapters of the New Testament. Dylan, you'd almost think... We made it that way, right? Like, like God almost surprise, was in. Surprise. God might, might be in this thing, right? <laughs> and so what we did is one chapter a day in the New Testament, we're going to read in this new New Testament foundations plan. Some people may say, why don't I just read one chapter just a day? Just pick it up and read one chapter at a time. Why not? I don't need a plan. The problem is this. If you fail to plan... Plan to fail. You can plan to fail. So you have to have a plan. But here's what I think we added, and our, our team of Tim LaFleur, Gus Hernandez, you helped as well. Here's what we added. We added a chronological aspect to it. So here's what's the beauty of this plan. You're going to read through the book of Luke as the Gospel of Luke, and then you're going to go to Acts. 
And wherever Paul journeys in Acts, we're going to launch off and read those books. So when Paul goes to Galatia, we'll read Galatians. When Paul goes to Ephesus, we'll read Ephesians. When Paul goes to Corinth, we read Corinthians. And so you're kind of launching back and forth. I think people are going to be very happy with this plan. It's an alternative to the F-260. But tell them about the Bible reading and memorization part. The Bible reading and memorization, what, we, what we've done with this one is in, in the original foundations, um, when you're going through the whole thing, we connected those verses to what you were reading. This time, we really wanted to offer a couple of options that people have asked about, and, and actually some have plugged into their groups anyway. Um, memorizing a psalm a day or a couple of verses from a psalm a day, uh, a couple of verses from a proverb a day as, an, as a second option. So you would pick one of those two, or you could do a, a psalm one week, a proverb the next week, however you want to do it. But then what I'm most excited about is helping people memorize the Sermon on the Mount. So we've broken down the Sermon on the Mount out over the the, uh, 260 readings, over the 52 weeks. And so each week you will memorize part of uh, the Sermon on the Mount. And that's something you challenge yourself and your your discipleship group to do this year. Our so. group's going through the Sermon on the Mount now. I think it's right over almost 110 verses, 108 wow. verses. Over the course of your, about two a day. Oh, two a day, two weeks, three weeks. You have to do three a day. Uh, not two a day, two a week. Two, two a week. week. I'm sorry. <laughs> two a day, a day. Wow. would be tough. That's a lot of memory. Wow. So this is a weekly memorization of two verses, yeah, right, not right. a daily memorization. Two verses a week, let me clarify. Ooh, Ooh, right. That's a lot. But uh, you memorize the whole Sermon on the Mount. And why would you not want to do that? The greatest Man, sermon awesome. given by the greatest orator to ever walk the face of the earth, Jesus Christ. In case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so that's Foundations. Um, we, we, we call it, if you hear us talking about the F-260 or Foundations reading plan, that's where it's at. Uh, thanks for listening and join us next week on the Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty podcast. <laughs>